Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here and welcome to episode number 37 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get you out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, Today's show is very, very good. And if you're into blogging or want to maybe make a kind of side hustle from mountain biking, this is maybe the show you want to listen to. So stay tuned. Now, before that, I just want to say, J. Mike, sir, J. Mike, if you are listening, get better soon, my friend. J. Mike, unfortunately, broke his collarbone at the Big Wood Enduro um, a couple of weeks ago. So, J. Mike, I know you're on the mend. I know you've had a wee bit of surgery there. So, please get better soon, mate. Uh, we all miss you out in the trails there. Um, so, J. Mike, get better soon, buddy. And I hope everything's good with you. I also want to say a big thank you to Vicky at the Life Adventure Centre at Castle Wellen. Um, you'll find them at onegreatadventure.com. Vicky, I just want to say thanks very much. Now, Vicky uh, was very, very kind. And after myself and my friend Con, who were up mountain biking the trails on the Saturday, and what a glorious day it was, and what good condition the Castle Wellen trails are in. Man, they're in good shape. Anyway, we had an absolute blast. But we couldn't uh, we couldn't do it again because our legs were burnt. So Vicky very kindly lent us a couple of the electric cube bikes, and um, I've never been on one before, and I've always thought of them as having their place and not really. Sh- I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one, but uh, we went out on them for an hour, and I have to say I had a really good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, pretty stoked about them bikes to be honest so i am going to do an episode soon on the podcast about the pros and cons of electric bikes maybe try and get a couple of different two three different guests on to chat about it to see where people are at um some people love them some people hate them um so it's going to be an interesting interesting episode and um i was just surprised how much fun i had on one so i'll just put it out there so uh That'll be an interesting episode. That's coming up a wee bit later, hopefully. I will try and get that organised for you guys um, because I know it's it's a big to be out there at the minute um, seeing these things on the trails and all. But, um, you know, um, it'll be an interesting one. And we'll just leave it at that and we'll get to it more in depth at the time. Um, but on to today's episode, episode number 37. And if you're into blogging or if you're into just a side hustle for something to do, mountain biking related. Maybe make a wee bit of money off it, maybe not. Um, this is the episode for you. We're talking to Kel from kelbellandbikes.com. And Kelly Jane Emerson is such a such a great girl. She came on the show. She was very quick to respond to my email. And she's got a great blog going there. And um, she's been mountain biking for about three years. Um, and... 
already has started this interesting interesting blog. She's also an ambassador for many top-end brands, including Morvello Clothing and Cotic Bikes. So we chat to Belle about how she accidentally started mountain biking, how she got hooked on her first ride, and how that has led to a mountain biking lifestyle she is very happy with. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one because Kel's background is not in blogging or in mountain biking. But because of a love and a passion for mountain biking, she stepped outside her comfort zone and made both work towards the lifestyle she wants. So Kel works hard on her blog uh, and publishes a new article each week. Each article is packed full of information and really gets you stoked to get out on your bike. We talk about many things from how she accidentally started mountain biking to um, Kel's first bike to places Kel has visited, her European mountain bike trip. We chat about Belle, her trail dog, and how much a part of the blog that has actually become. So um, it's is quite a good one. And how, how becoming an ambassador actually helps her do what she loves. And if you're interested in becoming an ambassador, this is the episode to listen to. There's a lot of good information in there from Kel. She's, a, she's got a big presence on social media. That's maybe one way to do it. So we chat to her about that and also her future plans for the blog and what she's doing more so this summer and how she's going to do more around the blog and maybe even a vlogging channel and stuff like that. So it's a great episode, folks. I hope you enjoy it. If you want to get more involved with the show, you can find us at mtb-tribe.com. You can also visit us uh, on the socials, of course, at Instagram, at mtbtribe, and Facebook, mtbtribe. So get in contact, get in touch. And if you have anything you want to mention about the electric bike thing, which will be coming up soon, Go to the website. There's a contact form there. You can also subscribe there. Get a wee bit more info and updated info regarding the podcast. And, you know, let your voice be heard. Let me know what you think about electric bikes. And we can uh, post some of them questions to our guests when that show comes up. So, folks, sit back, enjoy episode number 37. And let's welcome Kel to the MTB Tribe podcast. Good evening, Kelly. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It's awesome to have you on the show. How's things with you this evening? Brilliant. Thanks, Gareth. But yeah, really good. Awesome. Awesome. And here, listen, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And you replied to me email and all very quickly. So you're you're organized. You're on the ball. Uh, yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> good, good. Um, well, here, listen, I, was, I, I saw your last social post there today and yeah. on Instagram. It looked like a wet one, but you were you were wearing a dirt suit. What's that? <laughs> Oh, well, I was introduced to a dirt suit um, back, when was it, in March? At the start of March when we did the Sheffield Outdoor Weekender um, when Tina and Rafa Beck came. Um, and we went. We took them on this snowy Lady Cannings ride and they both mm. end up in these amazing dirt suits. And I was like, I've never seen anything like it. Um, so I was like, what on earth is that? And they said, well, it's these dirt suits that, um, I think it's dirt lay they make. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like onesies, uh, but waterproof and for riding. Like how amazing is that? Yeah. And it's short legged. Yeah. But they, they do long as well. Um, but yeah, they're absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. So I got it last night and today I was actually hoping it was going to rain so I could give it a proper... Yeah, <laughs> um, and and luckily for me, it's poured it down all day. So um, <laughs> definitely, definitely got to test it out. Went for every single puddle I could find. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's absolutely awesome. Wicked bit of kit, that really yeah. cool. And are they warm? Are they lined or anything? Or mm, yeah, they're warm. And then I mean, on the climb, I was nervous because I was thinking, you know, if I have a waterproof on or a coat on, I tend to take it off when I'm climbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking, yeah, it's it's warm, but is it going to be too warm? Um, but if they've got vents everywhere, um, like not just under your arms where they usually are, but like on the sides down the side of the legs there's two on either side and um so up the climb when I got too warm I just opened up the vents and yeah it's brilliant really cool brilliant really cool. and are, are you hoping to be an ambassador for them oh uh, I would like to now now I know how cool <laughs> this suit is I would like that <laughs> good stuff good stuff well hopefully that happens hopefully we can get that we can get that sorted um <laughs> So Kelly, you're on. Do you do you like to be called Kelly, Kelly Jane, or Kel? Or um, oh, I don't really mind. Most people call me Kel. I guess right. it's easier. Um, okay. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, it's very cool. You're on a very nice blog. Um, you're an ambassador for a number of good brands, and we'll get into that a wee bit later. And I want to chat to you also a bit later about ladies in mountain biking. Um, how they can best get started and stuff like that because I think that's an issue that that I like to chat about because I think it's mountain biking still very male dominated so I would like to get your opinion on that if you don't mind that's great but firstly how did you get into mountain biking and how long have you been mountain biking for right well so it's completely by chance um my boyfriend mountain biker so I watched him come in and out of the house with a clean bike out, a muddy bike in, always happy. Um, but I honestly never really thought about it until he was riding for One Planet Adventure. Is it One Planet Adventure? Yeah, in Landegla. And um, they, so he's on their team. And this night, the night before, he had a photo shoot. Um, he was speaking to Tim Bailey. Um, and he said, you know, I'm coming for the photo shoot, but... He's um, hurt his ankle, so he can't ride. And would I be interested in borrowing his bike for the day and going riding with his partner? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I thought, well, I'm not, yeah, why not? So we found an old helmet and borrowed some Vacans riding kit. And, yeah, the next day that was it. I was out on my first ride. And where uh, was that? Can you remember? At Landegla. At Landegla. The- and is that yeah. just, just for myself and the listeners, is that a trail centre? Yeah, it's a trail centre in Wales. Yeah, yeah sorry, okay. yeah. Cool. <laughs> trail centre in Wales. Yeah. And a ticket, so so you had some experience on a bike. Yeah, I know how to ride. Yeah, when I was a kid, I'd ride bikes, mm. um, but never, um, well, I was going into sort of adulthood, and I wasn't that fussed mm. about it. Um, I didn't really think about it. I could ride a unicycle. I was more into that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I had a unicycle when I was 15 uh-huh. um, and yeah that was it really god but yeah I never never really thought about mountain biking until that day yeah yeah, yeah. and how, how long ago was that so that was in 2015 in May yeah right so three years almost mm. almost three years you've done so much in three years it's pretty awesome yeah. uh, were you were you nervous going out that first that first time? I was. Um, I remember the climbs being the scariest part because I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm so unfit. And I was following Sarah and Aiken up these trails. And Aiken just said to me, don't get off your bike, just keep pedaling. Um, 
so that was that was hard work because the climbs and then but as soon as we started riding down the trails it was I absolutely loved the just the adrenaline buzz from it and um following I think Sarah was in front of me and I was following her down the trails thinking oh my gosh this is absolutely awesome um yeah I loved it it was wicked Mm -hmm. I definitely got the bug (laughs) yeah it's very much like that isn't it yeah um certainly and when you were going down what were you going down greens blues were you going down reds in your first day we were just, no, we're on blue. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, steady. Well, it's a good blue actually. It's an, it's really nice blue at Ladegla. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Lots Very of nice things, and yeah, it was wicked. And did you come in that evening with a dirty bike and think, okay, on the internet, let's start looking at bikes? I did actually. I kind of <laughs> and my legs were hurting. And I was saying to Aiken, I, I've, you know, I want to go again. When can we go again? Um, and I think he was really pleased. And he actually had um, a nuke-proof hardtail spare mm-hmm. in the garage. So I, that was it then. I was like, right, okay. So I can use this bike. And then, <laughs> and then we can go riding again and again and again. Classic. It was cool. It was really well, cool. You know, it's quite amazing because it's funny you talk about nuke-proof because I was chatting to – he's coming on the podcast, but I'd done his interview this morning – Alistair Beckett, he was the brand manager for Nuke Proof. Oh, nice. So he has probably designed that bike you were on. Ah, wicked. <laughs> well, my first, it was a Nuke Proof Mega that um, yeah, I funny. borrowed off Tim. Yeah, and I thought it was a wicked bike. I loved it. It's really funny as well because I never knew about dropper posts. And I was like absolutely amazed there was this thing, a button you could press that you <laughs> just see it come up and down. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Yeah. Brilliant. And was that the, was that your first bike or what was the first bike you purchased? Can you remember? My first bike, I got a um, a giant live intrigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, female specific bike. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was very a good. Really good entry bike. Um, yeah, I rode it for a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was a great bike. And the second time you went out, then Kel. Were you pumped to go out, and did you find that as exciting? Yes, yeah, definitely. And it was completely different as well because we'd been. So my first experience was on the trail centre, and then um, my next experience of mountain biking was um, just up one of our local hills, and completely different. Um, it's just routine. It's fairly steep. I think nothing's really like easy to ride where we live. Um, so it was actually a lot. Well, it was it was more intimidating, um, mm. but again, I absolutely loved it, and uh, yeah, it was cool. That was you hooked forever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so before all that, were you into sport in any way? Um, no, I wasn't. No, I came from a fashion background, so I studied fashion at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so all I'd actually, the only hobby I had was making clothes. Um, and I was kind of falling out of love with that because it's I was always at home on my own doing it. It was really unsociable. Um, so yeah, not no sport. I, I went on a couple of runs. Um, <laughs> I'm really a runner. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, mountain biking was uh, pretty. Yeah, well, for fitness and just the fact it was outdoors and um, getting muddy and yeah, it was completely new to me. Cool. So really cool. <laughs> love it love it um so when you got into mountain biking did you did you purchase magazines did you follow the enduro world series or anything like that i didn't know i mean uh i'd watch 
videos on pink bike mm-hmm. um, but for me it was more just going out and riding my bike at the beginning I just wanted to ride it wherever um many places I could and as much as possible and then it wasn't really I sort of I, th- I spent the first summer um with Hannah and Ben from Flair Flair Clothing um helped them on some working some events on the stall and that's when I sort of got more into what other riders were doing um race events that kind of thing like then I got well I figured out sort of the community of mountain biking I guess that was Mm -hmm. yeah so nothing and then Instagram that's where (laughs) you Everything, don't you now? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the community side of things in mountain biking is amazing. Yes. It really is. And I come from a surf background. Now, my listeners will, they're scunnered hearing me talk about surfing, but that's my <laughs> background. And awesome. I love surfing. Surf yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it has this cool dude kind of vibe, but it's really not like that. Um, <laughs> When you get into it, it's not really like that. Guys don't like seeing other guys pulling up in the car park to go for a surf, you know, whereas mountain biking is very, very different because it's so social. And once everybody leaves the car park and goes up the mountain, you might not see anybody Yeah. two or three hours, you know. Um, But that's what I love about it. And that's what really got me into it big time was just the social aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant. Yeah, so I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. That'll give that'll give other ladies that are thinking about or trying to get out in mountain biking. That'll give them a give them a bit of inspiration to get out in the trails. Well, I was gonna when my that first ride at Landegla, which is trail centre, they've got an awesome um, cafe at the bottom, and I remember going in there after this ride and looking around, and there was people covered in mud smiling like sat on tables with their friends like laughing away and I thought god the vibe in there was so cool and I was like god I want to be a part of this like this is really really cool (laughs) I hadn't seen anything like it before um yeah is the the coffee like a is it like a low carbon thing yeah and they've got um they've got a really good shop as well and um I know where you're at now I know you're at certainly okay yeah yeah, brilliant. Because I think it was on. I think it was actually on mountain bike TV or something quite recently. All right, I'm not, I'm not sure when that was going. Okay, no, that's that's cool. So, um, you got your first bike, then you got all your gear and, and stuff like that. So, out of the kit you have at the minute, what's your favourite piece of kit? Oh, my bike, my rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a wee bit later because I know you're an ambassador for. Um, Cotic bikes is that how you pronounce it yeah Cotic yeah yeah okay um, so yeah that's cool your bike and what piece of kit do you most want mm, bike packing kit <laughs> and yeah really yeah definitely that's this this summer well just when it's a little bit warmer um anything to do with bike packing so you're um, thinking of getting into that are you definitely yeah yeah that seems cool do you have you raced or anything like that? Well, I've done the odd race. Um, did a couple of enduros and then sort of like an adventure cross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then this year I've got, um, I've entered on the seven enduros. Um, it's in Minehead. And just because I'm from Minehead, so that'd be cool. Go and race down there. Um, yeah. 
and then the Women's Hope Tech Enduro, which is in October. Yeah, but I'm not um, I'm not sure. I'm not really figured out racing yet, like whether it's for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not for everybody. It's not for. But a lot of people that start it seem to get hooked on that as well. Yes. You know the buzz and pushing yourself, and then also the social aspect. And there's so many riders there at the one time. It's pretty cool and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I've been to a lot of race events with um, my boyfriend Aiken, watching him, and it's yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, happy days. Okay, so let's talk about kelbellandbikes.com, your your blog, and uh, tell us a wee bit about about it, Kel. Um, when did you start that? Um, I think it was last year now. Yeah, and it was a, um, so I was speaking to a lady, um, so there's a website called Boundless Betty, uh, mm-hmm. and it's all about getting women into sort of adventure sports, outdoor sports, and um, she approached me and asked me if I'd want to do a piece for this website, um, and it was, I think she I think she said to me, would you do a piece on your five favourite rides, and I thought, God, that's really difficult, because... I've got loads of favourite rides. And I thought, I wonder if I could do a twist on it. And <laughs> I thought, I wonder if I could do my five, like five of my favourite rides in one day. Um, so that was it then. I got my friend Darren to come along with me. And um, a couple of my, my other friends came and joined on the other rides as well because we had five rides in total to do. Um, yeah, so we did these five rides in one day. We started at three in the morning and finished in the morning. And it was absolutely awesome. But that was my first sort of like piece that I wrote for um, Kelbell and Bikes. And yeah, so it started there. Cool. And how did you run into her? Did you just happen to meet her in the car park or did you know her? Or That was on Instagram, actually. She messaged me on there um, just asking, you know, she, I think she wanted to talk to people or girls from the mountain bike community. And um, mm. yeah, just on Instagram I met her yeah that's cool so you done that and then is that where you got the idea for kale bell and bikes from i think so yeah and i thought i, well, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed writing um well doing a blog piece and then from there i thought god i could do this yeah i could probably get, get into this and um yeah that's how it started <laughs> yeah cool so so you had no background as such or you, you hadn't been involved in, in blog writing before or anything like that I about nine years ago I had a fashion blog <laughs> um when I was at uni and I so I'd I think I had it for about a year um so I'd sort of been yeah blogging a bit but that was it it was nine years ago and it wasn't really anything exciting not as exciting as what I'm doing now I don't think mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I was as committed to to that as I am now <laughs> to this <laughs> Yeah, cool. And what do you like so much about writing the blog? Well, see, on every ride, I think I love taking photos when I'm out. Um, I love, after a ride, looking back at photos and sort of the experience and what what we've done, the social side of it, all of that. And then to write about the ride and then include the pictures for me, it really makes it. Like, I really enjoy that. Um uh, like every ride is a story every ride's really cool and fun and so to write about it yeah mm-hmm. that's always yeah yeah cool and i i think for me having the podcast and about the mountain biking community and stuff it kind of gets you more connected almost you feel more connected with the community yes yeah yeah that's it i want yeah to get other girls 
and what it, guys as well um while well, trying to make it really inviting and inclusive and um yeah so you can write do a peaks ride write about it and then it's really easy for another girl and the guy to look at it and think oh yeah i can go do that i'll go ride there that's really cool that was fun um yeah mm-hmm. no no very cool very cool uh, where did you get your inspiration for your articles um that's it so usually at the start so as soon as um sunday night i'll probably think right what i'm going to do this week um and i try and i try and do a blog every week i've managed to so far um on my what you've built to this week out and amongst that week there'll be something that was a bit more exciting than (laughs) than one of the other days so it's either a weekly blog and then um and then I'll expand on something that happened in that week. Um, and that's where my ideas come from. And then if there's something really cool, like a product that I've tried out, um, a place I've been to, then I want to shout about it. So, yeah, I think they just yeah. come about quite naturally. Yeah. Cool, cool. What's the favourite place you've been to or you've visited? Mm. Have you got a favourite? I don't know. I mean, last year we went, um, Munich and went away in the van around Europe, and I absolutely loved Austria. I thought it was amazing. Mm. Um, I definitely want to go back this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Austria is beautiful. Yeah. It's really Very cool. Did you see many bakers out there? Yeah, we did. I was, we were really lucky because we had tour guides when we were there. Um, like tour guides are so handy because. I mean, you get you go to somewhere new. It's like in, it's anywhere you go riding. You don't know where the good stuff is, do you? I mean, trails mm. are great, but you don't know where where the locals ride. Um, so going somewhere new and finding sourcing a tour guide, I think it's a really good idea because um, you can get you can find out where the great stuff is, the secret mm-hmm. trails. Um, yeah. So when we were in Austria, we had this tour guide. There was loads of people out. Yeah, it was, it was wicked. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, very good. Because it's not like a trail centre set up there as such, is it? So if you don't really know where you're going, you're you're going to spend half the day wondering where you're at yeah. rather than riding your bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first, I think the, we started our trip um, at the Ibsay and we ended up riding around the lake. Um, and that was it. We couldn't find any trails. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we went, we, we then carried on our trip and then we came back there and then we got the tour guide and we were like, okay, yeah, right. This is where the trails are. <laughs> this makes sense now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's well worth it. Did you ride anywhere else when you were on that trip? Uh, oh, round, all around. Oh gosh, we did Austria, Switzerland, Italy. Um, where else we go? A bit of France. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, we rode every location. We just go, it was a riding holiday. We took, uh, jump bikes, mountain bikes and road bikes with us um yeah lots of places lots of awesome places it sounds amazing sounds really good how long did how long did that last we did four weeks and then and then we got really homesick just because of our dogs <laughs> so we had to get back so you didn't have bail with you no oh i couldn't take oh, i was too well i didn't want to i mean big days out aren't really something that i do with bell um mm-hmm. just because she's got little legs and um <laughs> and if i couldn't leave her in the van it'd be so hot for her um i mean we've just got a 
an old sprinter that's aching well aching for it and it's not it hasn't got um aircon in there or anything like that so i wouldn't want her to um suffer yeah. heat inside the van so she stayed yeah. at home um so yeah after four weeks we were back um <laughs> to our dogs <laughs> but four weeks is a good amount of time um to really get going i think on a road yes yeah. yes yes certainly i know i've been away on surf trips for a couple of months and I know areas I've been to, um, all I've wanted is a warm shower. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm looking forward to. I know at the start it's quite exciting, isn't it? Um, going into the rivers and lakes and stuff, washing. and um, But then after a couple of weeks you think, oh, it would be really nice just to stand up with warm water over my head. Instead uh-huh. of jumping into yeah. rivers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so would you say would you say your trip was that was a relatively cheap way of doing it oh yeah yeah it was mega we planned it really well i mean we we avoided all toll roads (laughs) (laughs) we were like we'll go the longest way round and so we hadn't even planned it really that well we just figured that we get out get there with our bikes and then head to somewhere and then just keep going i guess word of mouth or um, advice from other people where to go um so avoid all toll roads we cut we bought fresh fruit uh, fruit and veg made food in the van every night didn't eat out at all and um yeah it was really cheap it was awesome brilliant yeah, brilliant only if i could motivate some of my mates to do that that would be, that'd be yeah. pretty sweet <laughs> yeah it's um well this that's our <laughs> we've got this summer planned as well so it's definitely um classic good stuff and you'll be putting all that up on instagram and stuff i'm sure yeah definitely happy days uh now do you find it hard to motivate yourself at times you're doing a blog once a week um a lot of people won't think that's a lot but i know with doing the podcast once a week it is a lot of work you know there's a lot of work and a lot of work and time that people just don't see do you ever go out in a ride and just think to yourself I just want to forget about the blog. I don't want to take photos. I just want to go and ride. Not yet. I've not got to that point yet. <laughs> Hopefully I haven't sold that cedar on. <laughs> not yet. I honestly, I mean, I love, I just love riding my bike. Um, and um, so I'm with, I'm actually, so I'm doing some work with Derby Arena at the moment, um, riding track. And I've got, a lot of gym sessions in my week and ride my bike. So I need a rest day. And that rest day is then my blog writing day. So it works out really well because the day that I can't really ride my bike, because I shouldn't, um, I can write about it. So, yeah, I think I've got a good balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well that, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, so you've almost kind of got a break from it and then you can get, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. And is the blog your full-time job, Kel? Um, I'd like it to be Um, I've managed I think I've got a very good work-life balance I'm doing um so I work about six days a month uh, Mm -hmm. in a real job and then I've got this really fun job for the rest of it Uh, so not full-time yet but hopefully one day that's the dream it's the goal Yeah, cool. So it's just a side hustle for you at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but um, is that is that your end goal with the blog? Would you would you like to go full time with the blog? Yeah, I'd love that. It'd be awesome. 
Yeah. Um, and do you think, is it monetizable? Can you monetize it? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if monetizable is a word, but we'll go with it. For it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever um, used that word. <laughs> was that, sorry? I don't think I've ever used that word. <laughs> no. Um, I'll throw up a lot of words you've probably never heard before. <laughs> it makes just, sense, though. <laughs> um, so it's cool. Your your blog's very nice. It's it's very attractive. Your website and all's all's really good. Um, did you design all that yourself and stuff? I did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. No, that's good. And uh, you, the the thing that I'm trying to think. I think it was. I'm trying to think how I found your blog. <laughs> I can't remember now, but I know I know I, I read a couple of art, whatever your last two articles were at that time, yeah. posts that I read those. Yeah, and you just seem to be having a lot of fun. And I think that's what kind of drew, drew me to it. You know, you just seem to be enjoying yourself and having fun. And it was cool that, you know, you had Belle there and stuff and... Um, it was just cool. Did you get comments about about the blog like that? I do, yeah. I get comments that I'm always smiling. Um, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but I am always smiling. Um, I th- well, I, I try really, really hard to make uh, my blog, yeah, inclusive. And um, I guess, like, I, I write my blog how I speak, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I think about what I'm gonna put, but I don't think overthink it. Um, yeah, I try and make it true to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and what riding bikes is really really fun, and I'm trying to yeah <laughs> try and make that clear in what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you achieve that, and I think that's what maybe makes it a wee bit different is that you are just being yourself, and uh, I personally think that's very important in anything you do. You know. So yeah, thumbs up. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if somebody was wanting to start a, a blog, Kel, what would you? What advice would you give them? Um, don't overthink it. Definitely, just don't overthink it. Write about what, what you want to write about. Um, I think my first that first blog post that I did the five rides in one day. I think I sat on it for a weekend, and I ugh, I remember emailing it to my friend Daniela and being like is this okay does it read all right um I mean is it okay that I'm not using big fancy words I'm not like super descriptive and blah blah blah. and I was like really nervous about it and then I remember showing my mum and like some other people and they were like it's fine just post it and then as soon as I posted it I was like oh okay then that's that then that was fine I don't know why I built it up so much um and now I just write I, I enjoy I don't have any stress now when I'm writing a blog I just do it um so I guess, yeah, just just do it and don't think about it, um, and yeah, just, yourself just, and hope that people are going to enjoy it. But I mean, people can read it or they can not read it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just getting over that fear factor of putting something out to the big bad wild world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, and and once you do it a few times, you kind of forget about it and you just do it. That's it. Yeah, you just forget about it. Yeah, cool. And have you any funny stories from your your blogging adventures? Um, I think the, I think the funny my funny stories are more like when people recognise you. So I'll be riding my bike 
like local as well and I hear Kelbell I'm like, oh, I'm looking around like, who is that? Who is that? That's odd. And then I I got caught out like a couple of months ago. I was riding up um, this hill. It's called the incline. I was in, um, there's this family walking down the hill, coming down, down. I was going up and he went and I was with Belle and he said, oh, oh, it's Kel. It's Kel and Belle. I know your dog. I know your dog really well. And I was like, oh, okay. Right, he's like, I was just mountain biker in disguise as a, a dad for the day. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh. But it was really cool. Um, but I think that's the weirdest thing. You forget your audience. You forget, I forget that I have an audience and that, um, I, you know, someone might know me and I don't recognize them. Um, I think that's funny. Yeah. But it's really mm-hmm. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. No, it's quite nice to get it's that, isn't it? nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So let's talk, let's talk a wee bit about Belle then. Uh, tell us about uh, tell us about Belle. Belle, she's like a staffy cross human, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got her a two two years ago, nearly two years ago, and she I got her really young actually. She was only five weeks, which is just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I got her too early, but it made her attached to me massively, which is actually really good because I I got her because I wanted a trail dog um and yeah she's super loyal um and absolutely loves bikes so she's she's wicked yeah she's a really cool dog mm-hmm. so you got her for the purpose of going out in the trails with you basically yeah yeah mm-hmm. and was that just a company <laughs> thing or put him oh yeah was that just for company yeah, i think so yeah and, well and dogs are great and i've always wanted my very own dog um and to, i mean you look at other people with their trail dogs and you think oh that's really cool so yeah got Belle two years ago and um molded it into a trail dog she shouldn't have much choice in the mind. um <laughs> but luckily she i think she likes it so it's all right <laughs> i she enjoys it does she is there any any times when she just won't go no never see she won't go on walks like she doesn't like dog walks, which is mm-hmm. sometimes frustrating because uh, if I can't take her out riding with me, which there are loads of occasions that I won't take her riding, um, and I think well, I've got to take her on a walk. She needs to walk, and she will literally she knows the the route that I go on, and she'll just walk ahead of me, go to field, 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 right, I'm ready to go now. Like she's not bothered about <laughs> walks. Like she doesn't go a sniff around. She won't chase a stick. She's not bothered about balls. Um, but as soon as you get the bike out, that's it. She's absolutely obsessed she loves it um she's really funny uh, yeah so she just likes chasing bikes really yeah that's it just likes chasing bikes does she chase anybody else in the trails or just you never never yet i hope she doesn't <laughs> no she hasn't she sticks by me um yeah she's pretty well trained that's cool yeah she's cool that's cool and how did you go about training or you know was it something did you look up online how do you train a trail dog or did you just take her out and go for it what way did you do that i've got i've got a lot of friends that have got dogs that they ride with and um so i asked i asked some advice of friends and a lot of it was wait until they're old enough um Mm -hmm. 18 months i think was when they're gonna be well it varies in different dogs but 18 months is you're hoping they're going to be fully grown by then um so you're not going to damage any muscles or anything like that. Um, so I, I waited for 18 months to be like start going on really big rides. Well, not big rides, but decent sized rides. Um, but the first thing I did was pump tracks with her. 
just so she gets mm. to the bike. So like nothing mega. We just go to the pump track in the morning and the pump track that's local to me is just in this massive field. There's no, no one there in the morning because everyone's asleep. Um, <laughs> so I just go to the pump track <laughs> with her and just get her to follow me. And every time she sort of went ahead of me, I'd call her back and she just got used to waiting until I'd gone and then told her to come behind me. And um, yeah, that was how it began really. And then just sort of took that, the pump track then out onto the trails with me yeah she's but she's cool. very impressive she's good at it yeah <laughs> Do you, it must be so weird when you look over your shoulder and you know bells running behind you <laughs> on your bike tire <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny <laughs> does she just stick right up behind you as close as she can oh, yeah sometimes i worry she gets too close um but she's actually now if it's sort of a like wider trail she'll she would she will spread out but it's like tight steep single track stuff she'll just stick right by there um <laughs> she's, but she doesn't want to go ahead of me i think she's just really scared that i might lose her maybe i don't know but yeah right she loves it. yeah <laughs> cool cool and you know it's funny because she's become such a large part of your identity mm-hmm. through your blog uh, do you think that helps your blog stand out and be a wee bit different um well, I wasn't in that wasn't intentional, but I think it has mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. Yeah, she definitely compliments it. Um, yeah, because if somebody sees you out on the trail and not Belle, yeah, it's where's Belle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the first thing they said to you. Where's Belle? Yeah, <laughs> which is really nice. Yeah, she's my little buddy, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Aye, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so let's talk a wee bit about uh, you as an ambassador then, um, Kel, because uh, you're an ambassador for, let's see now, Morvello Clothing, Cautic Bikes, Julbo Sunnies, yeah. Mudhugger, yeah. Wild Wild trial treats, yeah. wild trail <laughs> treats. Yeah, man, that's hard to say. Wild trail bars, I guess. That's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, you know, that's a that's a number of good brands there. Can you tell us how that came about? Um. So that all Instagram. Yeah. All Instagram. All through Instagram. Yeah. So just messages on Instagram. That's how it sort of came about. I mean. I met um, Bruce and Jamie from Mudhugger in mm. 2015 um, through Hannah from Flair. She's um, she's really good friends with them, so she introduced me. And I absolutely love my mud, Mudhugger. I wouldn't ride without it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So that was my first. Yeah, so I was an ambassador for them. That was at the start. Uh, That's cool, because I, I had them guys on the podcast. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were episode number 13 i think um yeah cool guys yeah. really enjoyed them guys brilliant yeah they're great the mud hug is wicked i love it yeah um and even when it even if i didn't need it um i'd want it on my bike anyway because it just looks good i like it it's good <laughs> yeah no they're a good good piece of kit now for yeah. sure and then after that was um Morvello. um so uh, this is my third year with them now and um, that was just a message on Instagram and then exchanged emails and sent me some kit out. I thought it was awesome. Um, so my feedback was just, yeah, it's wicked. And so that relationship sort of grown on from there. Um, mm-hmm. 
And what do they expect of you as an ambassador, Raquel? I think it's just going out and riding my bike and wearing the kit and having fun. I think mm. that's it, really. I think that's what you'd want from an ambassador. Um, yeah, and do you have to give them feedback and stuff on on the pieces they send you? I, I So all my feedback for Morvello is really good. Like their kit is awesome. Um, and my jersey that I had two summers ago, I could get out and they look as good as new now. Um, really good quality so I imagine if if I had an issue with the kit then I'd say but it's just all good um, so that's my only sort of feedback would just be yeah I love it so yeah cool and they seem to do quite a good range of ladies stuff as well a really good range it's awesome um, yeah their kit's brilliant and they just got I mean last last year they they didn't have they didn't used to have women's shorts um, so I was holding out, waiting for women's shorts to come out, and they they came out last year, and they're absolutely awesome. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there does Morvello stock through brick and mortar stores, through re- retail stores? Not that I not that I'm aware of. It's just online yeah. that I know of. Um, yeah. So it's just the website that I get. Yeah, get your info and stuff yeah. from. Yeah. And um, I yeah, have their road kit. They track it and then stuff like casual wear, and tech t-shirts to wear on the pump track, and it's all yeah, it's all amazing stuff. It's Where's that stuff made? Do you know? I don't know. Where are they from? Brighton. Oh, they're from Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, that's good because you're supporting a UK brand. Yeah. Happy days. An independent brand. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, let's talk about Cotic Bikes then as well. Now, they're developed in Sheffield. Yes. How do you find those bikes, steel <laughs> frames? They're so cool. I think they're wicked. I am, um, my friend Darren, um, so I first found out about Cotic through him. He had a rocket and, oh my gosh, I thought it was the coolest bike ever. And just a frame, just like really timeless and just looks wicked. So mm-hmm. I was pretty into them a couple of years ago. And I actually, do you know, I, before I, I, so I had a Canyon Spectral and I thought, right, and again, I needed, need a new bike. I'd had that for a year and I drafted an email to Cotic Bikes to say, you know, like I, I ride in the peaks all the time. Like I'm local. I really like what you, what you guys are about, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to ask if I could be an ambassador and I stopped and I thought, oh no, I can't, I can't do it. They're going to say no. So I deleted my email and I thought, right, I'm just going to go on demo. I'm going to go on a demo ride and. And meet them that way so I went on a demo ride tried out a bunch of their bikes and then about four months after they came and approached me so I was like yes winner. Awesome. <laughs> so it was really cool because um I just absolutely love their bikes and um I love what they're about they're just absolutely buzzing as a brand um so to be an ambassador for them it's, it's pretty cool yeah it's really mm-hmm. and, and I was looking through their stuff online they have a great range of stuff as well yeah loads going on it's wicked Mm, yeah, this, you know the steel frame thing is definitely on the comeback. I had uh, BTR on on the podcast as well, and their stuffs, oh, their stuffs just to die for, yeah. you know, um, all steel frame stuff and all. It really does seem to be coming back, and people do seem to be, you know, learning the advantages of having steel frames. That's it. Do you see? Do you see a lot of difference or? Advantages to 
your cotic steel frame over your canyon bike? Oh, loads. Well, my cotic is completely different. Um, mm-hmm. Well, rockets, it's just amazing to handle. It's super fast. <laughs> and then the climbing, the way it's built, it's just wicked. Yeah. Yeah. And do them guys make you do anything more than just ride for for them and throw the pictures up and stuff on Instagram? Um, so I I go I've been along to some of the women women's only demo rides, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool, really good events to go to. Um, apart from just going out, doing photos, videos, and having fun, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do for them. <laughs> that, that which is awesome. <laughs> Sweet, that's good. good. (laughs) And are are them guys cool? Are they like they cool? They get all math and all. Yeah, they're wicked. Yeah, really cool. And even um, if I I often so their their workshop is is on the way for me to the peaks where I go riding, and I often pop in and just go and chat to them and hang out. Um, Yeah, it's wicked. Brilliant. That's very good. And the. the model you're riding have you tried any other models that they do yeah i have um i've been well on the my first ever demo ride i tried out the flare and the flare or the rocket max and then i've been on the beefy um i did 50k ride on the road rat in london which is pretty cool wow. um, yeah <laughs> um but the rocket is definitely the bike for me um yeah, and they've got the new one now, which is pretty exciting. Classic, yeah. So do you get a new bike every year? Oh, no, but they've got the new Rocket out, and um, I've I'm, I'm got my eyes set on that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, maybe you have to write that nice email now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's amazing, Kel, that you've been doing the blog for almost three years, and you've got these ambassadorship deals going and did you ever think it would come to that did you ever think you'd be at this stage in mountain biking no no i didn't it's every year's got better and more exciting but i think i just want yeah i guess ride just riding my bike and then having people sending me kits to try out or and like products or whatever it's just it's just really nice it's really cool um it like complements the ride mm-hmm. yeah, but i never thought it would i didn't think i oh, yeah no if you told me three years ago this is what would be do, i'd be doing i wouldn't believe you uh, <laughs> yeah. <until> i know <laughs> um so no i didn't I wouldn't expect it <laughs> cool and do you think you would still be doing the blog if you hadn't the support of the brands as such yeah definitely so i think it's the riding yeah, the adventure, it's exploring, being out. Yeah, I think I definitely would be still doing it. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is when you when you get ambassadorships like that and stuff, I think it encourages you as well. You know, do you think that encourages you to keep your blog at, at the high standard that it is? I think content-wise, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you want you don't want to. I mean, if someone's giving you a product to try out. Um, you want to do the best for them, don't you? You want to you want to try the product and make sure it actually works. So your your reviews are going to be honest. Um, you know, if you if you if you're an ambassador for a brand, you want the people to know that you know your advice. Say so. If a girl asks me, "Is our, our Morvello jerseys actually 
really good and I say well yeah I've been riding for three years they're amazing like here's my oldest one it's still in good condition so um riding riding as much as you can and testing out products is really important and then creating good content as sort of um your payment back I guess if that's mm-hmm. the right way to say it um mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's a motivator and it's important yeah yeah and I, I take it you would only become an ambassador for brands that you do believe in and that you have tried and think are good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that would be a real blog killer, wouldn't it? Oh, if you were, yeah, massive. you couldn't. I couldn't lie. <laughs> I couldn't lie about. Yeah. <laughs> definitely rubbish at it. What brand would you like to work with in the future? If you could work with any brand, be an ambassador with any brand. <laughs> Any, where would you go? My feet would love Vans. <laughs> right. I think Vans are awesome. And their ambassadors are just the coolest women. Oh, they're amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, for my feet and off-bike, Vans would be pretty sweet. And Vans did used to make mountain bike shoes back in the day. Uh, right. But they stopped. Yeah. I don't know why. We should find out. Maybe we should write an email to them as well and say, guys, come on. Yeah, because, you know, the the crazy thing is you do see the guys at Rampage and stuff like that wearing Vans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they definitely do wear Vans because I've seen them because I, would, I was wearing DCs, my ski at DCs, up until about two months ago when I got a set of five ten. Really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah well good. Um, but, i guess they're flat sole aren't they and yeah they're flat and they're gummy you know they have a gummy yeah. sole and i i ride flat pedals um so yeah. uh yeah, yeah they, were, they were fine yeah before i got uh, my 510s i did have vans i just wore my vans and they were fine uh, mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah. yeah they should <laughs> they should make a shoe a bit stiffered sole and they're sure they'd have it sorted is it? They would have a massive market. Five ten better not hear you saying that oh. because they might be a bit scared of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could work for any brand, it would be probably Ferrari. I think oh. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about ladies and mountain biking, if you don't mind. Then, uh, so when you started out. Were you put off the sport by how heavily dominated it is by by males? Do you think, or did you did that not even come into your psyche? Did you just go and do it because you enjoyed it? It didn't even. I didn't even consider. I didn't even think about it. I just wanted to ride my bike. Um. So I, yeah, luckily it didn't affect me in any way. Um. Yeah. So I rode mainly on my own to start with, and then didn't really think about riding with anyone. And then I met. Another girl that rode bikes called Hannah, and then she introduced me to loads of women. So actually, I rode with more females at the start um, than I did guys anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it didn't didn't really come into it. Into it, no. No, and do you think riding with them ladies initially helped? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, was it a standard thing? Do you think or? Were you just more comfortable in that environment? I think it's uh, riding with women. I mean, they're super inviting, and 
I don't know. It's just, it's a different vibe because mm. I guess everyone's just really, everyone encourages each other and it's really social um, and just really fun riding with girls. Yeah. Guys tend to be a wee bit more gung-ho, you know what I mean? Let's get from A to B as fast <laughs> as we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, um, yeah. Those, they, I've been on a couple of those rides. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because... From the girls I've spoke to on the podcast, you know, they all say when the record button's on or when it's off, it's kind of it's kind of the same that you know a lot of the guys they don't really think of the level they're at, and they would maybe take their girlfriend up the mountain for the first time <laughs> and just say, "Yeah, let's go to the top of this red. It's actually okay. I'm just falling me down." <laughs> yeah. You know, but they don't realise how that difficult that can be. Lot, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you see that happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you also think Sorry. it's interesting talking um, just about Morvello and stuff like that? Do you think do you think the brands that are selling ladies equipment and ladies clothing do you think they have a bit to play in getting ladies more involved in mountain biking? I think so. Yeah. Um. But from so I think you know. In my experience, it's always like uh, so. There's, there's a there's a, um, a cafe in Hope, or Cafe Venture, and they hold women's only rides mm-hmm. because the owner of the cafe is a woman and she rides bikes and she wants to see more women riding. Um, and then similar to that, at trail centres they'll they'll run women's only days and rides and groups and stuff like that. So it's coming more from like trail centres and groups than brands at the moment, I think. I might be completely wrong saying that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny because Katrina, my fiance, you know, she'll she doesn't dress. She's she's only been mountain biking about a year and a wee bit maybe. She doesn't dress like a mountain biker. Um, and I'm like, you need. Why don't you get yourself a pair of shorts, mountain bike shorts? And she says, well, I don't want to look like a 15 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I can. I can kind of understand where she's coming from, you yeah. know. And I'm just thinking, if ladies made better fitting stuff, or nicer cuts, or smarter cuts, or so, you you could probably tell me better because you come from the fashion industry. But it might be more appealing Maybe. for That's, ladies to get into. I don't have a problem with mountain bike clothing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Morvello is amazing. I love I love their fit. Um, it's all very female specific. I like it. And so I think a lot of brands are now making more women's mountain bike clothing. Yeah. But it's difficult to dress women because every, because women are really hard to make clothes for because they're all, we're all shaped differently. And, yeah. um, and then it's like the, the shorts, it's like they've got to be long enough and they're baggy enough. And then, but everyone's legs are different. Everyone's like, it's too confusing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, have you seen more ladies out on the trails riding since you started? Do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in the past two years, it's been like a boom. I reckon so many women out. It's really cool to see. Yeah. 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 That, that, is, that is cool and you know it's funny because Specialised last season done Lady Pacific Bikes and they dropped them this season they didn't do them 
And I thought, well, that's possibly not a great way to go. You know, what does that tell in the industry? But what they said was it actually allowed them to put more money into the range of bikes that they have and they didn't have to separate a small fund for the ladies pacific bikes and and they couldn't develop them as well yeah so i i don't know if that's an excuse or not or them looking at well you know the ladies bike it's not really required um as as such did you find that with the cotic bike did you yeah well my first two bikes were female specific and they didn't fit properly um and i do all this you know i try and figure out all the sizings or whatever and both bikes i got were too small um so going on a cotic which isn't a female specific bike to me absolutely amazingly like perfect um so i don't think it i might be wrong i don't think it matters um once you got the right seat um then (laughs) i think Mm it massively matters yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, when ladies are coming into it, they just get confused because there's so much stuff out sure. there, so many different bikes. Yeah. It's very confusing. And I think the ladies-specific bike almost made it more confusing because 50% of people would say, don't get a ladies-specific <laughs> bike. And the other 50 would say, well, you're a lady, get a ladies-specific yeah, bike. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, when I first got when I first got my bike, it was just like, I need a female bike. But I didn't need it. I didn't need a female bike. But it just made sense that I'm a female, so I should have a female bike. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. I think it's going in the right direction anyway. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. So tell us about the future for Kel Bell and Bikes then. Kel, have you anything planned in the in the future anything different planned um i guess just more adventures got um some bike packing that'll be exciting um, um uh, bell's gonna have a very own blog post coming up soon just need to oh cool um i'm starting vlogging um in a couple of weeks which is mm-hmm. interesting um because vlogging can be super awkward uh, <laughs> try and do it is that going to be done through youtube i think so yeah yeah okay um and then more van life i mean i really i kicked myself because last year when i went on this um road trip actually we'd spend like an evening trying to find somewhere to park up the van um for the night that you know was sort of in the woods ish somewhere so you had to go somewhere to the toilet and then buy some water for a wash or whatever but I I'd never included it in any of my blog posts last year um so this year I think with the blog I want to do a bit of van life advice when road tripping in Europe um it should be cool yeah yeah no certainly that'd be good and you know it's so true because when you were when you would be doing something like that, you don't think of those things. Where am we going to park? Yeah, no, and it's important. And then when you find yeah. a really cool place uh, where it's okay to stay as well, you should share it, right? Um, but I completely forgot to do it last year, so this year I'm going to make a point of um, sharing the van life experience as well as <laughs> the road trip and the whole biking as well. <laughs> Cool, and that would work well in the vlog and yeah. thing as well. Yeah, I think so. Cool. cool, you're just going to have to spend two or three hours every evening editing <laughs> video. Yeah. Then, then will it become a pain, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Kel, what's on your bucket list as far as mountain biking goes? Where would you really like to visit and ride? Um, I'd like to go to New Zealand. Um, I'd like to go back to America. I went to America last year, the year before, and that was really cool. Um, Where did you ride there? Well, the biggest place, the most, like, memorable place was um, Oregon. I went to a festival called MBO, like Mountain Bike Oregon. It was amazing. It was an incredible weekend. And because it was, like, my first year riding, um, I didn't make the – I knew I, I I could make more of it. Like, I didn't make the most of it because I was so new to riding. Um, but I'd love to go back there. Um, mm-hmm. should research MBO. It's a really cool festival. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, did you take your own bikes? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, so we did, yeah. Um, started off in Vancouver, went to Whistler, and then went from Whistler to into America and then hired this RV. <laughs> went road tripping around on that, which is pretty cool. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Like a proper RV as well. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. And how did you find Whistler? Yeah, it was wicked. It was really cool. It was like completely... Um, I mean, it was like my, I hadn't been riding. I don't, I don't even know if I'd been riding a year. Maybe I'd just been riding just over a year. So it was like pretty mega. And the place itself is crazy. Um, and it was Crankworks as well. So it was... Oh, no, you're joking. <laughs> it, was so, it was pretty busy and pretty wild. So yeah, this is cool. Yeah, every girl I've had on the podcast has freaking been the crankworks in Western. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to go for about 10 years to snowboard and I've never got round to it yet. <laughs> Class. So uh, how can people best get in contact with you, Kel? How can they find out what you're doing and what you're up to? Um, Instagram, um, which is Kel Bell and Bikes. And, and then my blog, which is kelbellandbikes.com <laughs> simple yeah. easy simple straightforward that's it. cool and, and that, that's awesome and I will uh, I put all the links and stuff on the show notes so people can find them easy and check out what you're up to and hopefully get in contact with you or say hello or share a wave or whatever yeah. you do in social media these days That'd be really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> so listen here Good luck with your summer adventures um, when you head over to Europe again. And I hope everything goes really well and you just have a great time. Thank you very much. And I hope you get that, that new Cotic bike. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> in black. In black. Oh, in black. Yeah, in black. Right, okay, we'll stay at that. Yeah. It's black. <laughs> Any colour at all, as long as it's black. black. <laughs> Sweet, that's cool. Well, Kel, here, listen, it's been great chatting to you. Um, it's been awesome having having you on the show, and um, I just want to say thank you for coming on. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. All the best. Have a good evening. You too. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode, folks. Isn't Kel such a cool girl? She really, really is, and um, she's going from strength to strength there through her blog. So, Kel, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. It was great listening to your story, and it was great info for other people out there maybe wanting to do something similar or do something around mountain biking on their spare time just to create that side hustle if it's possible 
The ambassadorship thing is always a big pull for people I know to get to write product and get new product and updated product. So hopefully that's great for you. And hopefully if you do do your blogging thing throughout the summer, that that goes well for you. So thanks so much for coming on the show once again. I really do. I really do appreciate you coming on. So folks, if you want to know more about Kel and her blog and what she's getting up to this summer, just visit mtb-tribe.com and you will find Kel's show notes on there. All the links to her stuff are available from there. You can also listen to the episode via the website and via the show notes also. And remember, it's all free, all free. So folks, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, Go on to the website, you can subscribe there, get a weekly update on who's coming on the show, what to expect, and a wee synopsis of the show there also, and a quick link to the audio so you can listen to it as well. Um, There's also a contact form there, so as I say, I will be doing an episode pretty soon regarding electric bikes. If you want to get involved with that discussion, and we'll call it a discussion because you know the way that is with electric bikes and whatever, so... um, If you want to get involved, you can post me up some questions there. I do read everything and I do reply to everything. Um, So just give me a few days on that and I will get back to you. So folks, thanks again for being here. And if you want to follow us on the socials, Instagram is at MTV Tribe and Facebook MTV Tribe. But once again, folks, thanks for being here. We'll have another great episode next week for you. It's quite an exciting one, a wee bit different as well. There's even an offer in it for you so you can save some money by listening to next week's episode so i hope to see you then so folks have a great week enjoy your weekend and i hopefully you get out on the bike and i hope to see you on the trails